Hi, and welcome to the podcast, Aligned with Paige Schmidt, helping you to become the you you want to be and feel calm while becoming her. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, I have Talia Corin with me. She is the founder of Work Week Lunch. If you don't follow her on social media, you should open up another screen as you're listening to this episode and go follow her right now on Instagram. She has so many wonderful meal ideas, and all of her meal ideas are intuitive eating aligned, which is why I could not wait to bring her on the podcast when I started doing guests. So Talia writes a blog and has a digital meal plan subscription that helps thousands of women all over the world master meal prep. Talia is a self-taught home cook, and she started Workweek Lunch in 2016 to teach her peers how to cook easy, balanced meals to save time and money through her Instagram, which has now grown to over 495,000 followers. Before Workweek Lunch, Talia was a staff writer at Elite Daily and worked in the entertainment industry after graduating from Ithaca College in 2014. When she's not developing new recipes for the Workweek Lunch meal prep program that you must go and check out, Talia loves to travel, snowboard, binge watch TV, and explore her new home, Seattle. I had so much fun talking to Talia, asking her questions about intuitive eating, asking her her perspective about how meal planning is self-care for her. I absolutely love her easy perspective on meal planning. It's so go with the flow. It's so intuitive. It makes so much sense. It's so calming. It's so outside of, as I say to my clients, outside of all the mind drama. She just doesn't make a big deal of it. And she does it as something that really sets herself up for success. Something she says in the podcast is that she meal plans so that the food she likes to eat is readily available for her all week long. And I love that. We talk about balancing meals. We talk about what happens if you don't feel like what you've prepared. You're going to love this episode. And if you love it so much and you want to hang out with Talia more and learn from her more, of course, you can go join her subscription for weekly meal plans. They send out a new meal plan every week and their subscription has over 450 recipes and I have clients who use it and love it. Uh, Of course, you can go and join her there. So I'll include all links for you in the show notes. And until you go and check out everything she has to offer, I hope you love this episode and that it inspires you to take care of yourself with intuitive eating to live that health without obsession 
lifestyle that works for you to nourish yourself, to set yourself up for success, to really up level your self-care in a way that, as Talia says in the episode, gives you the space to focus on your bigger fish to fry in life. Focus on the things that are more, most important to you. So here we go. Enjoy the episode. I had such a great time talking to Talia and I know you'll love listening as well. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me and um, doing this episode with me. Yeah, I'm really excited to um, answer these questions. I love talking about this stuff. It's like my favorite thing to nerd out about and and help people discover like how you can join these two things together. So I'm pumped. I can't wait. So Talia, I first found you through one of my own clients in Aligned Coaching who follows you on Instagram. And she told me that I needed to go and follow you immediately and get connected with you. And I couldn't wait because you do something so cool. And that is combining meal planning and intuitive eating. So you and I don't know each other super well yet. So I'm so excited to use today to get to know you more and just talk about this concept of meal planning and intuitive eating and how those two can so beautifully coexist together. So can you give us a little bit of backstory about your own relationship with food and how you discovered intuitive eating? Absolutely. I'm super excited to get into it. Um, For me, I, you know, as your classic dieter, you know, all through kind of high school and college, I never had a, you know, i I have a small body. I have never been told to lose weight for health. Fortunately, I guess it's just has been my experience. And, but unfortunately I was really affected by the pressure to be the smallest version of myself at all times. So Mm -hmm. there was definitely a lot of disorder eating and restriction in my, um, you know, high school and college years. By the time I graduated, I kind of you know, I, I was working in this job in the entertainment industry where looks are just really important, even for a talent agency where you're mm-hmm. not like, you're just, you're just, you want, you know, I guess the, the idea is at a talent agency, everything just looks shiny and nice and you have to show up also shiny and looking nice. <laughs> and that really was just a terrible environment for me. It made all of my disordered eating, eating habits even worse. Um, and when I got out of that job, like I, I just quit and had to kind of I had like a mini identity crisis at age 23. <laughs> so I had no idea what to do. That was when I kind of realized that restricting food and trying to be the smallest of my smallest version of myself had no place in the life I wanted to live. I didn't know intuitive eating was a thing yet, but I kind of already was transitioning away from restriction and toward just eating and not obsessing, but just mm-hmm. like, okay, these are the foods I like. And I think I, I just kind of realized like, I think I'm good. I'm eating a lot of vegetables. I'm eating, you know, variety. I don't think I need to be obsessing over this. Why am I doing that? And I kind of just stopped focusing on it and kept eating the way that made me feel good with that restriction. So, you know, that like very like whole meals, dessert, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, the whole nine yards, but without ca- counting calories. Mm-hmm. Um, when after I started working, yeah, after I started work week lunch, um, in 2016, I definitely was using a weight loss focus. I think I use, you know, some of the approaches because it's what did well on Instagram. You know, it's, it was just mm-hmm. kind of like, oh yeah, meal prep weight loss. It's just what everyone did. Then 
in early 2018, I remember I just started researching intuitive eating. I don't know where I heard the term, but once I learned about intuitive eating and even the science behind it, I just had a wake up call and I was like, this is not the path. I do not want to teach other women to shrink themselves. Like I just had a hard stop. I went on Instagram. I was like, we're not doing this anymore. (laughs) And from then on, I just, you know, just learned a lot and just continued to share what I learned through my journey. Oh, so amazing. And I love that it sounds like you approached everything from a place of, okay, what feels good for me? Yeah. Yes. So, so important. And I think that so many women have kind of gone through this journey of first being in a place where they're dieting to shrink themselves And then they find intuitive eating. And then there's like this kind of like, not after intuitive eating, because we become intuitive eaters and can be that way forever. Mm -hmm. But it's almost like, as you've been practicing it for a while, it's like, okay, now where do I go for here? Because I also want to focus on just feeling good. But how does that fit in with all of this permission, right? So much of the, I feel like the piece of intuitive eating that gets the most attention is unconditional permission to eat. So then people really struggle with, well, what if a certain food doesn't make me feel good? Or what if I want a meal prep? (laughs) Like, is that okay with intuitive eating? I get so many questions like that. Like, can I be vegan and intuitive eater? It's like, yes, actually you totally can. It just depends on why you're choosing to eat that way. Yes. Yes. Uh, And just doing it for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. It's, I always ask my clients, I'm like, do you like your reasons for making that choice? If you do, and that choice is for you, then by all means, you are allowed to make that choice. 100%. So good. So why would you say intuitive eating is and has become so important to you? Yeah, I really believe that we have bigger fish to fry and we shouldn't be focusing on being the smallest versions of ourselves and obsessing over health or weight loss, whatever, however you want to categorize it. Um, I think we have just like better, like things that are more important in life to focus on. So that's why intuitive eating is so important to me because you, you have to go through the process to learn to trust yourself. And then you kind of just maintain that trust through the years. And then just, it's like you have so much more brain space because you're not worrying about every single bite that goes into your mouth. (laughs) Amen. I feel exactly the same. I love how you described it as we have bigger fish to fry. It's so true. Let's crowd out this space of all this food stuff that is taking up so much mental space and focus on what's actually important to us. Yeah. Ah, so good. So how would you say you personally find a balance between meal prep and planning ahead and also eating intuitively and honoring your cravings and your hunger and all of that? Yeah. For meal prep and intuitive eating, I always, it, I always come back to accessibility. And if I had to add a principle to intuitive eating, the 10 principles, I would add accessibility because I think that's where people get lost when they think about meal, like preparing meals ahead and eat and and eating intuitively based on like how you're feeling in the moment or what you're craving. Because what meal prep does is it makes the food you want to eat more accessible in that moment. So it's like, you know, you're going to have to eat multiple times a day and not every meal is going to be the memorable one that you're going to be thinking about for years to come. So meal prep is kind of like that utility meal that you just 
Like that's why I like to focus on lunch because no one really cares what they're eating for lunch <laughs> while they're like mm-hmm. scrambling between meetings at work or, you know, running exactly. errands. but you still have to eat to, you know, power through the day. So it's like, you know, you're going to need to eat, make it something you're going to feel that that's will leave you feeling good and energized, whatever that is, whether it's a bowl of mac and cheese or a giant salad, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter what's in your bowl, but it matters or your, your container, but it matters that you're actually thinking about it and anticipating your needs. Oh, yes. So, so true. I, in fact, between meetings, just had a bowl of something that I prepped <laughs> and so true. I was just thankful to have something. What was it? That it was rice with ground turkey and spinach. And I like cook it all, cook it all separately. And then I mix it all together. And then I put soy sauce over it and then sliced avocado and oh my both my husband, yeah, both my husband and I love it. We could literally make it every single week, put it in the fridge, like it takes one minute for us to heat up and eat. And then we focus on dinner for where we yeah. want to be like a little bit more creative. Classic utility meal. You're not going to make that for guests. That's not your wow meal, but it's something that makes you feel good and you just have it and you can move on. Yes. I love that. You're not going to make it for guests. It's so true, but this also still has a place in our life, right? So I know that a lot of my audience feels like it's hard to find a balance between intuitive eating and focusing on health, meaning just focusing on what feels good. So just like you shared, we have bigger fish to fry, right? Mm -hmm. Like there are other things that we want to go out in the world and focus on. And I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel that as I learned to eat intuitively and really trust my body, I started to also trust myself more in other areas, like to start my own yeah. business or go for something that scares me. Um, right. Did you, do you resonate with that? Do you feel oh, the same? Absolutely. I, I feel like I have so much more trust with myself. I'm not like when you go through every day questioning decisions around food, it definitely bleeds into other areas. So not questioning those decisions definitely strengthens your relationship and your trust with yourself. Yes. So good. So important. So for the women who feel like I want to, I have a couple questions for you on this, but one, I want to eat intuitively and I really want to feel good. And I believe meal prep might be able to meal prep slash meal planning might be able to help me with that. How would you encourage that woman, that person? Yeah. My biggest tip is to always come from a place of curiosity and experimentation. Every week is going to be different and you don't have to go all in with meal prep and do every single meal for every single week for the rest of your life. It's a tool for the busy weeks, the one where you know you're slammed with social events or work and you just know you're going to need something like you're saving yourself time. You're kind of getting food out of the way so that you can actually have energy and, and mental space for these other things going on. So that's one thing, just thinking of it as a tool for the weeks you really, really need it. Some weeks are slower and you don't have as much going on and maybe you don't need to meal prep anything. That's fine. The other thing is to focus on your struggle meals. The ones where you get to that meal or you're hangry every single time and you just like end up eating crackers and peanut butter, which was my go-to dinner (laughs) before meal prep. You know, like I would just get home from work at like eight o'clock from the talent agency and I just would eat peanut butters and and crackers and not feel very good. So 
to focus on the one meal that you struggle with. For me, it was lunch, you know, because I was also spending a lot of money getting takeout and I wanted to save money. So that's why I started with lunches. Breakfast is an easy one. You can sleep in more. You can spend more time getting ready if you know your breakfast is mm. good to go. So focus on the, just, you don't have to do it for every meal. I think you see the people on Instagram doing it and it's like these massive spreads of like gorgeous mm. salads and overnight oats. You don't have to do that. You can just prep a couple things and it will still make a huge difference. Yes. I love that you just pointed out that if you meal prep your breakfast, you can sleep in or spend more time getting ready because I think that's such a great way to approach this is what can I gain? What else can I gain? Mm -hmm. Even more than just having a meal ready for me, what else can I gain by having a meal ready for me? Yep. That's one tip. The other tip is also just to be, well, in terms of figuring out what feels, what you want to eat, what you want to prep, take a step back and take inventory of just like like brainstorming the foods that make you, that you know, you feel how you want to feel after you eat them. So whatever that is for you, um, you know, taking a step back, just remembering like, what did I eat that day? Oh, that was really good. And like writing a list. So that's, you know, coming from a place of just open brainstorming and also letting go of the whole idea that it has to be chicken, rice, and broccoli. You know, it doesn't. <laughs> we prove that in our, you know, in our program, our subscription, we have so, we have 450 recipes or, and counting and they're way, way more interesting than chicken, rice, and broccoli. So <laughs> expanding that idea of what you can meal prep. Yes. Yes, absolutely. What would you say to the woman who has been dieting or restricting for so long that she is out of touch. So when she asks herself that question in her intuitive eating journey of, okay, what, what food sounds good? What would I like? If her answer is, I have no idea because all I've been eating is like rice cakes and peanut butter for the last (laughs) four months. What would you say to her as a way of starting to explore what foods she likes, what foods she wants? Ooh, I guess the, the, there's two approaches. One would be, what meals do you enjoy cooking? What would be fun for you to cook? You know, uh, what, what recipes that you've seen on Instagram have you always wanted to try and just never did for whatever reason? Like make it a project and that can be fun. The other one is, what would you order for takeout and can you make that at home? That's just another way of thinking about it because takeout meals are always so fun and people get, people look forward to takeout, especially if they don't eat it every day. You know, those meals are very generally very meal prep friendly, except for maybe sushi and other, you know, raw fish things. <laughs> yes, totally. That's like the one thing that I have a reservation around having, having leftovers of a sushi. I'm like, ah, I might just, people- might just finish it there and not have it later. <laughs> it's so funny. People request things like ceviche for meal prep. And I'm like, you don't want to, no. <laughs> You're like, trust me, you do not want me to have you meal prepping fresh ceviche at a restaurant. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, so did you have any reservations whatsoever stepping into a space of doing meal prep and saying that it is intuitive eating aligned? No, not at all. It just felt, it really felt like the right move. I knew, well, Part of it is also that like I have, I'm not a dietitian. I have no nutritional um, professional like background in that. So it, uh, it's not ethical for me to give nutrition advice. And I think intuitive eating is like a safer area for mm. me to, but not only, I mean, I think it's like 
the way to go. But also I feel more comfortable in this arena because I'm not giving out specific nutrition advice. I'm not saying what foods to eat and what to avoid, which I don't believe in any way. It just, it just made so much more sense for me in every way. It does make so much sense. And I am so grateful that you are out there and that I and anyone else can point people to you. Because I think when people hear meal prep, sometimes Mm -hmm. their only option is to think of meal prep that is related to dieting. Like they think that Mm -hmm. is the only reason why I would meal prep. But what you're saying is no, you're like giving yourself a gift all week long. That is, Hey, here's some food that is ready for you that you like to eat. That feels good for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, there are so many more reasons to do it. Like it's, I I love, and I love connecting people online talking about why they do it because I'm still learning new reasons and new ways that meal prep helps people. Yes. So what does your own weekly meal prep look like? Do you do it on a certain day? Do you do it a little bit each day? What does that look like for you? Yeah, I am really not a good person to like listeners don't compare yourself to me because I cook for my job. So my (laughs) meal preps are not really what I would choose otherwise. Like I'm not really of course I enjoy them and I cook the food. I'm not going to put things in my plate that I genu- genuinely don't like, but I'm not ever, I'm rarely tapping into my own um, cravings because I'm developing recipes for my product. So it's weird, you know, I, like of course all, every single meal in the program is something I would eat. It's just not necessarily what I would want to eat that week. <laughs> and for me, I think food, like for me, food is not my main source of happiness and I don't think it should be for anyone. So I don't mind eating meals I'm not necessarily craving. I'm kind of used to it at this point. It's just like, I, again, I'm, I'm busy. I don't really care what I'm eating. The fact that I'm just eating it. <laughs> yes, totally. And then on weekends or like what, or on a weeknight when things have slowed down, I can really enjoy cooking something and, you know, having a glass of wine or going out to eat and, and having a nice dinner and really focusing on it. But for the work week, it's just... I'm too busy to care. So my cooking schedule, I usually do Saturdays or Sundays for my big meal prep. And then I will also cook again throughout the week. But some weeks I don't meal prep at all. And I'm like developing recipes every day. Mm -hmm. So it's a little weird. Okay. That makes so much sense. Do you have any examples of other women who do your member, your subscription, who are subscribed to all your meal plans? Do you have any examples of how maybe they meal prep through the week? Yes, definitely. So a very common way people use my program and meal prep in general is your, you know, you make a big batch meal for dinner and you have the leftovers for lunch and you're basically doing that every night. Um, these are for people who really enjoy fresh meals throughout the week, but don't necessarily want to worry about lunch or want to save money. These are people who like leftovers, you know, and, and, can, and can do that. So that's one way to do it. The other way is the classic way, which is the way I would recommend is you do, you prep a few meals on Sunday that will get you from Monday to Wednesday. And then Wednesday night, you cook again to just get you through Thursday, Friday, like a smaller, you know, weeknight thing. Um, That is the system that I started with. And that's the system I think, again, you're only cooking twice a week. You're only doing dishes twice a week, really, (laughs) except for your meal prep containers. So those are the two most common ways I've seen. Um, and there are, you know, variations on that, but that, like going back to what I said about experimentation, try all the ways and just see what feels good to you in terms of time spent in the kitchen and how, you know, do you, maybe you're someone who doesn't like repetition and you need something different every day. 
or maybe you're someone like me who can eat the same thing, or you, Paige, who can eat the same thing for lunch every day. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? totally. So, and it, breakfast. It, I'm like, just give me eggs for breakfast and I'm yeah. happy. <laughs> I think I believe in helping. I want to help people find a system that works for them. I'm not here to like dictate that system. Yes. Yes. Amazing. It's so nice to lately when I've been cooking and I've definitely had different seasons of what this has looked like, but I'll cook two or three things at once Mm -hmm. and it's easy and it doesn't take any extra effort because I'm already cooking. So like I'll, when I did my ground Turkey and spinach and rice with the avocado and soy sauce, I'm like doing that in one pot. And then in the next pot I'm making stuff for burritos and then maybe I'm baking something else. And it's so nice because by the time I'm done, I'm like, wow, I feel so stocked up. Yeah, it, it's so nice to open your fridge after your prep day and just see all those meals. There's a huge sense of security, confidence, just feeling like you have your, your stuff together even if you really don't. Um, so I think it's just, it's like you can, feeling that, that, that feeling of completing something is just really satisfying. Yes. yes. So for women who are maybe new to intuitive eating, they're beginners or they're just kind of dipping their toes in and learning about it. Are there any questions that you would encourage them to think of or ask themselves one as they're planning and two, as they're going through their week, um, just eating what they've prepped? Yeah. I think the biggest thing for people who are new to intuitive eating is finding that portion size range. That's one of the hardest things I think with meal prep is how much food do you put in your container? If you're not tracking and measuring how much food, like, you know Mm. what I mean? That is the hardest part. So I think the question asked, every time is, was this enough? Was this not enough? And to remember that if, if a meal is, if you put too much in your containers, just remember that you can save some for the next day and there's no shame in tossing it or composting it or, or not eating it because, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to clean your plate every time. You just need to learn from that. The other thing is if it's not enough, eat a snack. You don't, you're not like restricted to just what's in your container and that's it. Have snacks, or eat another half of a meal, it doesn't matter. So I think Mm. being really forgiving with yourself, especially in the beginning, and this goes for cooking in general too, not just meal prep, but like figuring out how much you generally eat at a meal at different times of the day, different times of the day, like will be the hardest part. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So good. And I also think that awkward amounts of leftovers. So, you know, like you're eating the amount Mm -hmm. that you've prepped and there's only like two or three bites left, but you're like, but I'm full, but I don't quite want to throw this away. Should I just eat it? And you're like conflicted (laughs) for me, those little tiny awkward amounts of leftovers are like the last fourth of a burrito or something. If I am truly like I'm full, I don't want any more. Those make the best little like grab snacks the next day (laughs) when I'm working. I'm just like, okay, I'll have the little like last part of that burrito and it can carry me over to lunch. That's perfect. I love that. I mean, you could even like throw it over rice and just, you could collect all your little random leftovers. Totally. And then we just make a scramble. You know? Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. I think there, there are ways to get creative and, but also remember you don't have to finish it. And, you know, we also, everyone runs into, you know, not being in the mood for what you prep sometimes. Um, I know for me, it definitely happens. Like if I'm really stressed or something happens or if I get bad news, like I might not be, have an appetite. And that, that will happen. It happens to everyone. And it's not a reason to avoid meal prep. It's just something you embrace and expect, which is why I recommend to never prep for the entire week on a Sunday. That's just a recipe Mm -hmm. for wasted food. (laughs) 
Yes. I love that you bring that up. Like life happens. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we get bad news or have a hard day and we don't feel like eating or eating the dinner that we prepped and that's okay. You can just leave it and wait. Yes. Or sometimes like a friend wants to invite you out for happy hour and you just if you were like, no, I have a meal prep. That's, that is not good. We do not. Right. (laughs) Right. That's just, that's just going to give you a bad experience of meal prep and have you say, why am I doing this? I have bigger fish to fish to fry. (laughs) Yeah. Go to happy hour, go out to dinner. (laughs) You know, it's it's okay. Push it to the next day. You can freeze it, repurpose it. Um, it happens. Oh, so good. Um, so speaking of bigger fish to fry, what are some of the things in your life outside of food and meal prep? Um, even if it includes your business, cause I know as a business owner that can take up a lot of time and space and also be fun. What are some other things that get your intention, your attention and that you really enjoy? Yeah. The, I think the, the reason I started meal prepping is still a reason that I do it is my budget. I really would rather eat the same thing every day and, and, and kind of have budget meals so that I can go travel. Like I just planned a trip mm. to Italy and I'm, I love spending as much as I can on travel. I, I don't mind spending as little as I can comfortably on food. I'm not, you know, really pushing it, but, <laughs> and I keep doing it because I've been doing it for so long that I think if I stopped meal prepping, my food budget would really expand. <laughs> you know, mm. My food spend would just go way up. So that's probably my number one thing. Just financially, my priorities are around travel um, experiences and gifts for my friends, you know, and and any of my hobbies, stuff like that. The other thing is food waste. I I really have learned a lot about why reducing food waste is so important and how easy it is to do it at home. And I love that meal prep helps me use up all my produce Um, because when you're cooking one meal at a time, you just like use a third of a pepper or, you know, a little bit of lettuce and you have the rest of the bag, you know, what are you going to do with that? (laughs) So meal prepping allows you to use up the whole thing. So those are the two big things for me I love. Is that because you are planning different meals that include the same ingredients or similar ones? Or just, yeah, that, or just making a big batch and using up the whole bag of lettuce, you know, for for a recipe that makes four servings or something. Okay, great. Yes. I love that. What are a couple things that you have learned to be valuable about food waste? I haven't actually heard that much about that topic. Yeah, I guess like food, we, we just have a lot of opportunity as home cooks to reduce the amount of scraps we are throwing in the trash and you know if we composting is obviously ideal um because food doesn't break down very well in the normal trash so luckily in seattle composting is mandatory so i love that and i can throw all my food scraps in the compost bin and not feel any guilt about that um but yeah i guess it's also the other side of food waste is money because if you don't eat the food you buy you're basically just wasting money so I guess, you know, kind of ties yes. back to my original reason. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Okay. That's so great. So good. Um, well, another thing I love thinking about is the term health without obsession, because I think this is what mm-hmm. I was seeking for in my own journey. Uh, when I was much younger, I did a lot of dieting and I think it was my attempt to be healthy, but all of the examples around me were just a lot of dieting. Like, yep. 
as low calorie as you could be, like you said, shrinking your body, zero calorie dressing, zero calorie cookies, like that was all the hype and eating like low fat this, fat free this and no flavor this and sugar free this. And that was all I knew. And it was an attempt to feel healthy and led me down a path that had me feeling so, so unhealthy, like just no energy. And so today I love to think health without obsession because it reminds me you can have health and you can feel so Mm -hmm. good and you don't have to have any of the obsessive thoughts around it. You can still be what I teach calm around food. So I wanted to ask you, when you think of that term health without obsession, what does that look like for you? And how is meal prep self-care for you? Oh, hundred percent. I love this question. For me, um, I love that I can use meal prep as a way to make sure that I'm eating. Like I include vegetables and produce in almost every meal. And for me, I have um, you know, a long history with constipation. So it's extremely important for me to eat fiber. And that's kind of my, uh, my, my kind of angle on the health without exception. I'm not obsessing over, am I like making sure I'm getting X amount, like X grams of vegetables, you know, I'm not counting, but I'm, I'm taking attendance on my plate. Like, okay, like vegetables, fiber, check, protein, check, carbs, check, you know? And I, and I also am, I'm cool with eating meals that are just mostly going to be carbs or mostly going to be, um, or no protein. Like it's, it's, it's like, okay, that's fine. It's just one meal. You know, I'll, I'll, my body will figure it out. That's what I always say to myself too. Like my body will figure it out. Um, mm. another way I kind of practice health that obsession. It just, if I, if I eat a lot in what, like, and I'm feeling stuffed, no worries. My body will figure it out. It's done this before. This isn't its first rodeo. <laughs> like, <laughs> I won't feel this way in a few hours kind of thing. So yeah, it goes back to that trust, I guess. And yeah, yeah, that's kind of how I practice it. So a little more on that, because I think people will be wondering, what do you do if you have a meal where you eat like way past fullness? What do you do after that? I really, I, I like take note mentally, but there's no judgment and there's no regret. It's just like, I'm really full. And then, you know, I pretty much expect that I won't be hungry for a longer period of time than usual. And that's okay. You know, especially let's say I eat a really big snack at like three o'clock. I'll probably just naturally have a smaller dinner later and I won't think about it. It's not an active, I like intentional thing. It just kind of happens. Yes. So what do you go and do and focus on instead, instead of sitting there thinking like, Oh, I'm so full and I'm judging myself and now I need to diet tomorrow. Right. Like with that free mental space, what do you go and do and think about instead? Oh, instead, I mean really anything. Cause it's just like not even a thought. It doesn't even cross my mind, you know, of, of anything. And I, I realize like that's me in this place in this moment being very like a few years into my journey. I'm at the point where I hardly think about intuitive eating at all because it's just part of my day to day. It's like running in the background somewhere in my brain. Yes. Yes. Uh, But in the beginning, I guess I would, I'm just trying to think back like in the early days of intuitive eating when this would happen, I think I just really use that mantra of like my body will figure it out, (laughs) you know, and and just kept moving and didn't do anything to, I didn't like work out. I didn't, you know, restrict the next day. Yeah. 
Yep. I used to repeat a similar thing to myself. I would just repeat the mantra of my body will balance out. That Mm -hmm. gave me this peace of mind that yes, maybe I ate too much, but my body knows what to do with it. And she's also going to guide me later and let me Mm -hmm. know how much she wants. Yeah. And I, again, I think a big thing was intentionally not, you know, in the beginning intentionally not restricting because I knew like, even if you eat a lot one day, your body still needs an adequate amount of food the next day. Also, you know what it is? It just, I got to a point with dieting where it was kind of just getting in the way, like my energy levels were getting in the way of what I wanted to do. Because if you're constantly trying to eat less, you just can't do everything. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it gets in the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I um, got sick one time when I was doing so much dieting and I literally, I mean, I was really deep in dieting, but I remember I went for a walk with a friend and we stopped at another friend's house and I was like, I'm so tired. I'm just going to sit here on the grass for a second. And I am not joking you. I literally laid down and fell asleep (laughs) and I was like, okay, maybe I need to be eating more food and listening to my body instead of listening to this calorie app. That's telling me that I, you know, you're like getting closer to red, stop eating. Oh no. Yeah. That's hard. That's, that sucks. I, I, I mean, similar thing. I gave myself, I, I decided to be healthier to cut out gluten in college. And I literally gave myself a gluten intolerance temporarily from that. Oh, wow. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? I didn't have a gluten intolerance. I decided because, you know, I was, I was reading that it's healthier to not eat, which is obviously it's, that's BS. It's to, like, I don't, if you can eat gluten, eat gluten, you know? Yes. Um, and I temporarily gave myself this in, intolerance that really screwed up my digestive system and it, it all worked out and I eat gluten fine now. It was like maybe a couple months of that, but it's just, mm-hmm. it's so ridiculous what we can do if we're like, if we our intent, I don't know, just we can screw with our bodies a lot. <laughs> it's bad. Totally, totally. So when you meal prep, do you try and intentionally include lots of different things like grains or, mm-hmm. um, I, I want to say like grains and carbs. And I think I'm focusing on those two things because a lot of people feel like in order to be healthy, they should take those things out. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I have carbs every single meal. Like I, I need them. I need them. <laughs> Yes. Like that's where we get uh, I, so much energy. Form, yeah. I have a formula and, and like every meal, every recipe is loosely, loosely, um, de- designed around the protein veggie carb formula that I have. Like just, you know, we don't, again, we're not strict about it. We, I have other developers and my staff and we definitely bounce around plenty of ideas that have just two of the three and that's fine. Um, but mm-hmm. I like to make, when I'm meal planning, I always make sure that the carbs are varied. And that's how I make sure I don't get bored. So if I'm choosing three meals for the week, one will have pasta, one will have rice, one will have potatoes. Mm. Like it's just, you know, that's kind of, or one will have, or, or, or a tortilla or bread or, um, you know, all, there's all kinds of different carbs out there, which is why they're so great. <laughs> so, oh, I love that. I love yeah. the variety. It makes food and cooking so much more fun. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like if you're, if you're dieting and you're trying to meal prep, your options are just so limited and you will burn out. But if you really open up and eat everything that you actually like the taste of, and that doesn't screw with your allergies, you know, all that stuff, you know, the stuff that you can eat and do like, if you open it up, you have so many more options. You'll never run out of ideas. Um, Restriction just, it just limits us. So, you know, I'm sure you've heard the classic, like, you know, come from a place of addition. So that's Mm. definitely, I think about that a lot when I'm developing recipes. 
Wow. I love that. I actually haven't heard it said in exactly that way. And I love it to focus on. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like I see it on Instagram a lot, like the, you know, coming from a place of addition when it comes to intuitive eating and nutrition. Wow. I think I've heard it said in like, what can I add in? But mm-hmm. I just love focus on addition because that's so easy to remember. And it's like abundance yeah. mentality, right? Which is, is just what we all want. You know? With everything, right? Yeah. With food, with everything. I think we all want to know that there is abundance available to us. And we are yeah. so like blessed that we even get to think in that way. Mm-hmm. So even feeling grateful that we get to think in that way. Yeah. 100%. It's inspiring. Oh, yes. Absolutely. So I asked you this, um, but I also, I asked you it kind of with another question. So I just want to ask it again all by itself, but how is meal prep self care for you? Oh, right. Oh my God. Yeah. Big question for me. It's for me, it's just, again, that feeling of having it together so that I can get the rest of my life together (laughs) every single week. It gives me one less thing to worry about. And I have already have a lot of things to worry about running a business, having my staff, um, you know, just maintaining my friendships, especially during the pandemic. I want to be worrying about those things and not my next meal. So Mm. I, I think for me, that's, it just gives me that space. And, um, you know, I, I am such a busybody that if I don't have meals prepared, I will just end up eating something that really won't make you feel very good. And it kind of throws off my whole day. Yes. Sometimes. Totally. 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 And then you're I, like scrambling and then you don't feel, and then you also just don't feel good because it's like you, you, or I have to get takeout and I just, and I don't enjoy it. Cause I'm trying to like, I'm rushing around kind of thing. Yes. So. And you're like, why don't I feel good? Oh, okay. That's why. <laughs> yes. So you are, as far as I can see on Instagram, looks like you are up to so much these days. Did you, you just wrote a book or tell us, tell us what projects you are working on. Yeah. So I, I just wrote a, a cookbook. It's called the Working Lunch Cookbook. It'll be out in March of next year and it's just lunches. Um, the recipes are all new. They don't exist in my program or on my blog. So that's going to be really special. Um, and yeah, other than that, we are just chugging along with our subscription. We, you know, we put out a new meal plan every week and recipes that of course are intuitive eating aligned. So there's no calories or macros or, um, or rules. <laughs> we just give you a little bit of structure so that you can kind of, you take ownership and you're in control of what's on your plate. Amazing. Amazing. And is there anything else that you'd like to share here around, um, like what it looks like for the intuitive eater to join your subscription? Let's say someone who's brand new to intuitive eating, like what it will do for them, um, how it will make intuitive eating easier for them. We really focus on the food. It's, there's no numbers. There's no healthism. There's no, Oh, it's better to choose this ingredient over that ingredient. It's here's how to make this meal and here's every swap you can make based on your preferences, accessibility, and, you know, anything else you have to consider with what you're eating. We just, we really focus on the practical, delicious food and not much else. Mm, I <laughs> love that. <laughs> Takes all the drama out of it. Yeah, exactly. And also <laughs> you know, if, you're, if you're brand new to meal prep, I would say, you know, choose no matter if you, whether you use our recipes or other recipes, just choose one recipe for the week and just start there. You don't have to do the whole thing on Sunday where you're cooking for six hours. Just do one recipe and see how it goes. 
Yes, exactly. I also think that a meal planning subscription sounds so ideal to especially someone who's new to intuitive eating, because I think a lot of women get to that place where they're, okay, I want to eat intuitively, but also like, what do I eat? Do you have any ideas? Like they just need ideas. So this is like, here, it's laid out for you. There's all these different meal plans that you can choose from all these different recipes and ideas. And they're all, we have curated meal plans too, where it's like a 30 minute, like every recipe is 30 minutes or low waste or uh, minimal cleanup or freezer friendly. So we have meal plans that are around these fun themes, not like gluten-free meal plan or, you know, like more yes. green meal plan, which is can be very diety. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Oh, well Talia, it has been so fun talking with you today. Is there anything else that you feel like would be valuable for us to share or valuable for you to share with the listeners? Yeah, just the only thing is that um, we have a lot of free stuff too on my blog, workweeklunch.com. So if you're not ready to commit or, or you can't pay for anything right now, we have a lot of free resources too. Okay, amazing. And I will be sure to let everyone know exactly where they can grab your meal plan after the episode. But where is your favorite place to hang out online and where can people come and find you? Yeah, definitely Instagram. Uh, you're welcome to DM me. I'm at workweeklunch. Um, it's me on my DMs, so you'll be talking to me if you if you reach out. Awesome, great. So I've been talking to you when I reach out. Yeah. <laughs> think it's like my team, and they're like, "Is Talia gonna do this?" It's like it's me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so funny. That's great. It's me. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been such thank a you. fun conversation, and I can't wait to share it. Awesome. Me too. Thanks. <laughs> Did you love that episode as much as I did? I love Talia's energy and you can see, you can hear, you can feel that she truly lives out intuitive eating in her own life in a way that is so aligned for her and allows her to go and focus on other things in her life outside of food that are most important for her and that she uses meal planning to truly set herself up for success. So if you are feeling a little bit bored with food, you're not quite sure what to eat and you'd like to head over and join her for her weekly meal plans, you can go to workweeklunch.com forward slash weekly dash meal dash plans and you will find access to over 400 ad-free recipes she makes recipes for vegans vegetarians omnivore and dairy-free and gluten-free eaters weekly meal plans with a grocery list plus access to all existing plans and meal planning tools to create your own plans and grocery lists The Workweek Lunch Program is the only meal planning service that is aligned with intuitive eating, which I, of course, love. The planning, weekly planning, helps you to save money, time, and energy, all while enjoying food freedom and not food restriction. We love that, right? I asked one of my clients to share her thoughts on the meal planning program because she's the one that introduced me to Talia and said, you must go and follow this person. I am part of her subscription. You guys, as of recording this episode, the subscription is only $89.91 
for an entire year. That is so good. And can I just say, I read one of the testimonials on the site and this person said, I only spent $40 this week on groceries, which is so much better than the 100 I was spending a week for just me and my husband. Okay. If I would have filled this out, I would have said the 150 to 160 I'm spending per week for just me and my husband. So I need to figure out how to get to that $40 level. (laughs) I sounds like I'll save more money buying the meal planning service than I would not having it and continuing to shop. So I will be joining this as well. I can't wait, but my client shared that It is so refreshing to save or to have hundreds of new recipes to try and everything has been delicious so far. Workweek lunch makes planning my week easier so I can have more calm. And I love how there's no calorie counts, no macros, no guilt shaming, um, substitutions or diet culture. Yuck, just good food, great community and easy to use. And then she texts me again and said, side note, the Thai mac and cheese is so, so good. Yes. That sounds amazing. I need some of that. So if you are thinking along with me that you would like to hop over and join this weekly meal planning service, I will put the link in the show notes for you and just say, I am not affiliated. I know it can be tricky these days with so many sponsorships to know what people actually love or not. So I'm going to hop over and join Talia's weekly meal planning subscription so I can get some recipe ideas. And if you would like to as well, link will be in the show notes. I hope you loved this episode and I can't wait to continue bringing guests on and teaching you uh, all about intuitive eating and just hearing from other women in their perspectives. I think it's so refreshing to get different perspectives on what intuitive eating looks like for different people. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you next week. Who is your coach? If you don't have one and you're loving this podcast, I'd love to be yours. If you are ready to take what you're learning on this podcast to the next level and apply it to your life, come join me in Aligned Coaching. Highly personalized, hands-on coaching with me where we will address your challenges, work toward your goals, and you will have a safe space to grow into the you you want to become. You will have weekly group coaching calls with me, 24-7 access to written coaching where you can submit a question directly to me and get a response at any time, and Zoom video hangouts to connect with other women in the community so you can learn from them and super speed your growth. Not only that, but you will also get fresh new audio content uploaded each and every week only to be found in Aligned Coaching. Ready to grow into the highest level of yourself and experience freedom like never before? Come join us at pageschmidt.com forward slash coaching. I'll see you there.